from somewhere in the living room, this is the Cool Click Podcast. We're just a bunch of friends in the East Coast having a real conversation about the current topics in the community. I'm your host, Ethan, and I have here my friends Brian, Karen, Chris, Sharon, and Cassie. So sit back and join the conversation. And it's good to be angry because, like, if you're not angry, then you don't care. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm not. It's I'm I'm definitely angry about all the stuff that's going on, but it's kind of like 60 years ago, you know, MLK, you know, peaceful protests. Now everyone's peaceful protesting now, but I feel like some things that aren't being said are people who are getting permits permits for these protests need to let the protesters know, hey. We only have a set time of protesting before we need to leave. If you guys don't leave, they call it a legal assembly. Now, back then in the 60s, they had to follow the rules. You follow the rules that are set up against you and use the rules against them. What can they say? That's why I'm, I'm not going to say more got done because the bar was definitely lower then. Because, I mean, with segregation and all that stuff, like... When you think about it, we've came only literal baby steps, but it seemed like such a huge impact because stuff was so different, you know, like if I can't even use the same restroom as someone, I mean, it's a, the restrooms are filthy anyways. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what's the difference between me using the restroom and someone else using the restroom who isn't the same color as me? Yeah. It's still a dirty restroom. We'd rather go home and use our own. That's true. You know what I mean? But it was just the fight that you had to do that in order for you to even like live in society that they told you, well, you got to work and be able to feed your children and do all these things. Yeah. So I, I think they did a good job back then. And I think now a decent job is being done now because as long as you keep the protests going, and you keep it going until you're actually being noticed. We can't do it for two weeks and then stop and then, oh, okay, let's do this two months from now. No, it has to be continuous. Yeah. Because that's what they did back that's then. That's what I was saying. Like people who advocate, it's great, but do not do not make it a trending thing as if it were a piece of fashion because mm-hmm. this is beyond that. If people yeah. stop, they forget. Yeah, We have to keep reminding. We have to keep going with this. And whether you're protesting or whether you're out there um, or, or, or speaking out or whatever or behind the scenes and you're donating or you're, you're writing to the legislators or however it may be that you decide to, to move forward with this movement is imperative. Yeah. And I wish – this is one thing I regret. I wish I had listened completely and understandably from the get-go, and I regret that I didn't. Um, I, I agree. And I think we were I was talking to Cassie about this, and it's very interesting as to I think it, we're all fairly young still, and I think that when we experienced it beforehand, I think we were still too young to understand completely. But still, nonetheless, I always ask the question, I ask this to Cassie, and, you know, Cassie, what, what do you think about the fact that why are we doing this now, and why couldn't we have done this sooner? 
I don't remember what I said last night. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what do you think that about was it a now? Whole like, night ago. What do I think about it now? The fact that people are standing up now. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's a difficult question because I think because the way that we were raised, you know, you have a lot of Asian communities and families that are racist that came here they faced their own atrocities um and racism against them too and they've built up that resentment that they kind of passed on to their kids like i was really ignorant too um thankfully you know i've definitely opened my eyes back then but i think what makes it different is the fact that people are raising awareness and people are hopefully getting more educated, but they're also more exposed than they used to be. Um, You know, there's still the problem that people are kind of stuck in their own bubbles, in their own communities, and they just, they don't want to leave, you know? But I think the question of why now, it is tricky, um, but I'd rather have it be now than later, (laughs) Mm. you know? Or never. Yeah, or never. You know, (laughs) at least it's starting. At least it's happening. Um, And yes, it it shouldn't have taken this long. It really shouldn't have. Um, There was just a lot of catalysts that kind of led up to this moment, unfortunately, for this year. Um, But I think that needed to happen. It it is terrible to say, but you need to... Like people need their eyes opened, and I'm I'm glad that this movement has got as gotten as big as it has because, you know, you have the opportunity to start having those conversations. Um, I definitely do challenge people to, you know, be intentional with who you talk to. You know, be intentional with sharing cultures. You know, be intentional and uncomfortable for some talking to people that don't look like you. Because that's also part of where the racism comes from is the fact that people refuse to talk to other ethnicities and that's why they stay in their bubble and that's why we still have this problem. Of course, there's the systemic aspect of it too, but a lot of it is social as well. Do you think people stay in their bubble because they're racist or do you think it's because of like a language barrier? I think it's comfort. They, they stay in their bubble because of comfort. They don't, they're comfortable where they are. They're comfortable speaking in their own language. And so it's not that they're racist or well, prejudiced. Well, but it could no, be a mix of that. They're too. also predisposed to prejudice. Explain. Like a blissful ignorance? I'll be honest, okay? Um, growing up, my parents are Korean, right? And they were always complaining about what's going on with like how black people act we have a we have a um a deli or whatever and like every time black person comes in they want free food or free something or whatever okay not all of them but some of them and because of that my mom is you know she wants my mom is just the humblest giving person ever so she just she just wants to care she gives to the community or whatever my dad on the other hand is different but they 
what they taught me or what I was exposed to was that black people, all black people act this way. So by right then and there, I'm already predisposed as a child of how black people act. Then it's going to conform into adulthood, which is wrong. And I will definitely admit that I was very ignorant, um, very biased and thinking about, you know, all black lives or black lives matter movement um, before when it was protested, when Trayvon died, when Freddie Gray died, um, Michael Brown died and they protested in isolated events. I was like, well, it sucks. It's sad, but it, you know, it is what it is. That's what I thought. The narrative has changed completely in my eyes now because I fully, 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 fully understand why what I thought was wrong from the way beginning, from, from birth, because that is what we are exposed to. I'm not only speaking, I'm only speaking for myself. I can't speak for anybody else but myself, but that's what I was exposed to. And that is the narrative that, that we are trying to change now because when my child grows up, what are they going to see on TV or the news or whatever? If another black person gets shot unjustly, what is that going to, what is that going to say? And we can't raise the next generation in that mindset. Racism will exist. I'm not going to deny that. And I don't think it'll go away. What we can do is prevent our kids and other people that we talk to to change the fucking narrative. You have to invoke something in these people to get a reaction in order to do something. And that is what we're doing with the protest, with everything that we're trying to do to help move that the 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 the, the movement forward. <laughs>